Hello, everyone. This is James Camacho. This is the I'm Just a Kid podcast, episode number 100. Ooh, baby, we hit the century mark. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, as you guys probably could tell um, on, on Apple Podcasts and on SoundCloud, there isn't 100 episodes up there, but I swear to God I've done 100. It's just that the old episodes have been archived. If you want to listen to those episodes, please feel free to email me at I'm just a kid podcast at gmail.com and uh, I'll get those to you. Um, but let's, let's not look in the past. Let's look in the future. This episode features the very funny, lovely Brittany brave. Brittany brave is a comedian, actress, producer, and founder of cat call woman organization. She just taped a, uh, her own uh, comedy special that will be releasing soon. And she has also been seen on the disastrous dating life of Diane Damone. And she also has a podcast called Bad Woman Via Cat Call. Um, Brittany's great. Brittany's 411 or 410, something like that. But uh, she's a, a killer beast of a comic. She attended Felix Varela Senior High School in Miami, Florida. And she can be uh, found on Instagram and Twitter at Brittany Brave. This is a really fun episode. We talk a lot about uh, popularity, sexuality in Miami, um, bullying, getting uh, having to call your parents to pick you up from a, from a party when you're hammered. And uh, we also talk about dating life during the pandemic. Um, and it's uh, pretty crazy. Um, uh, the, the stories that she has to tell, uh, it's pretty hilarious. And she's uh, trying to start this new hashtag, Small Dick Dan, which uh, you'll find out about soon enough. Enjoy the episode, guys. Here it goes. I'm just a kid, and life is a nightmare. I'm just a kid, I know that's not fair. Nobody cares, cause I'm alone, and the world is having more fun than me. Brittany Brave, what's up? Hi, how are you? Hello. I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> um, nice to see you. So you're in Miami right now. I am. I am. I, uh, I'm, I'm a local here now again. I guess I'm, I'm living back at home, the, the 2020 special. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> Wait, here in Miami. So do you, when you go there, do you have to come back? Because you're, you're a New York City-based comic. Do you have an apartment in New York City? I did. Well, I I did. Uh-huh. I did. Um, and I gave it up in October as I was October of 2020, as I was kind of predicting that New York was going to slow down, shut down. Yeah. And I've never been good in the winter. Yeah. I mean, I, I quarantined down in Miami right at the right at the top of the pandemic and obviously ended up staying longer than I thought. And then I kind of went back and forth to New York and then it just made sense to kind of like part ways with my piece of shit apartment yeah I, i'm not mourning it let me put it this way i'm not mourning the loss of that apartment too much you know Wh- where where was the apartment astoria oh okay i mean yeah there's not much going on there <laughs> no there's not it's a little too out of the way i don't get these um, comics it's... like i astoria you gotta move there uh, uh it's only 87 stops off from Times square on the yellow line i'm like what the fuck you that doesn't sound good at all none of that's we have qed which uh, you have to pay to get on, and there's a produced show every two years. Like, what the fuck? You, how is this? Yeah. What? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll yeah, be neighbors true. with Ben Rosenfeld. I'm like, what? I don't care. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I know. It's so funny because it's like when you're living there and you got to double down on your own choices. I used to defend Queen so much, and I now realize that it was just to convince myself that it was a good idea. Yeah. Until because then once I moved, I was like, "Fuck this apartment." Like I was like, "God, I hate Astoria." And when I come back to New York, I'm not living here. I want Manhattan. Ugh. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I, right yeah. from the beginning, too. I, I moved from Jersey to the city. People are like, "You should look into Brooklyn." I'm like, "Get no, fuck it. I'm, I'm Get gonna, out of here. I'm gonna spend the money. I'm gonna live in Manhattan." But ironically, when I moved, I had about a year of uh, running around doing spots, and it was great. And then the pandemic hit, and then for a, a while, everything was just in Brooklyn. And I was like, "Oh, fuck." Mm-hmm. I was living in. Yeah, yeah. I. Oh, go ahead. I actually thought about that. No, I thought about that for a brief moment. Um, I was I was delusional and clearly unwell and affected by the pandemic, and I thought about moving to Brooklyn. I did so because because you're right. Like I mean, when when things were starting back up again, it was all in these with sketchy ass roofs and alleyways, and Brooklyn was where all the comedy was. And I was like, oh God, am I gonna need to go to Brooklyn? Yeah, say it isn't so. Like oh. I was like, oh no. I was doing yeah. our trainer just especially when things just started it was just open mics i was taking the i i moved up i live in the upper west side now i was taking the fucking two three for like an hour and it it, and then you just do an open mic and no one laughs and you come up you're like what the fuck like is the yeah is this worth it yeah i know we're all we have all been tested as comics this year i mean we've done we've done comedy and open mics in in rain and poor weather and a pandemic and yeah. with masks on and alleyways and well, which is funny because we used to bitch about how we would have shows in less than desirable conditions pre-covid and now covid hit and we're like oh never mind yeah, oh, okay I, I, how bad do you want those five minutes <laughs> things yeah things are actually going yeah. okay. they were getting better and then now with the shutdown like i i i had this weekend or night recently, I had like five spots in the city, and I was like, "This is great," but they were all outdoors. And I think, I guess, up until that weekend, I was just doing like out out of city indoor stuff. Yeah. And then I got I did the five outdoor shows, and they all were underwhelming. I'm like, I'm like, oh wow, that's right. Like, these shows aren't great, you know? No, they're not. It's not. And I, I am. I think you and I are both, you know, the same in this sense from what I've gathered. I mean, you're really funny. You're really hardworking. And like, you know, we'll do anything. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, you'll do anything for the time. You'll do anything for your career. But I kind of feel the same way you did that in the last few weeks in New York. I was like, all right, guys, I think we got to stop making it work. Yeah. I think. Yeah. This is getting rough. It's getting cold. The outdoor thing's. It scratched the itch, but it's done now, yeah. I think. And maybe we just put a pin in it and start again when this is all over. Yeah. 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 And I actually, like, I've, I've been kind of, like, reflecting a little bit because I've been going through, like, uh, old – I'm trying to put together uh, an album, so I'm, like, going through, every like, all this old shit. And I actually have come up with a lot of new material during the pandemic, but just – it's so hard. It's, it's – you only really appreciate it when you look back at it. When you're actually going through it, you feel like – Every night you go out like I I got nothing I got nothing I got nothing I got nothing yeah you know um but yeah yeah no it's so true yeah I know I think I mean I I was the same way too and now it's like all like trying to take stock of well what what worked during the pandemic what counted what doesn't matter and and piecing all of it together yeah, yeah. um so you so you don't have a place now when you ever go to New York you, what do you just you crashing on a 
on someone's food yeah, chain? Yeah, I have I have five uh, uh, good friends. Let's put it. I actually crashed in the Upper West Side with one of my best friends. I, I crash in Brooklyn sometimes with another one of my best friends, and I just kind of like make it work. I get I get tested before I get canceled by anybody. <laughs> I get I oh god. I've heard I've heard the shit that's been talked. I I I know the judgmental looks, but I. I get tested before I go during the trip after, yeah. you know, just try to do it as safely who, as possible. Who has but, the time to, yeah. to get upset about what you're doing? That's like, I, like, you're like, I've heard the rumors. It's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I'm sure people have, but it's like, who, who, like, I, I just don't I, waste my listen, time. Listen, I'm with you. Listen, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, yeah. I'm so self-centered in, in the best way possible. Like I only <laughs> give a shit about me. That's yeah. it. Like yeah. not selfish. I don't do things for me at the expense of other people, but I'm really focused on my own fucking shit. Like, you know, so anytime I hear or I ever catch like drama in the comedy community or shit being talked or something, I'm like, truly who has the time? And also who cares? That's the bigger overarching question. But you know, we all had a pandemic and it, that's you know I guess what all comics have to do with the time that's on their hands is just look at everybody else's life choices. Um, I think, but I think like, at the level we're at, it's like so many of these people do not like really matter, you know. Like I think once you get, <laughs> I think yeah, I think yeah. when you get to a point where you're headlining and then like it's just a few, like if like if if you're like at the cellar and stuff and you have that like table of comics, those are people like you can kind of trust and like because you kind of like I mean you, you've jumped through so many hoops and it's not completely no barriers to entry at that point, but right now it's just like 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 none of these people like. Most of these people don't really matter, man. So, like, I, I just can't yeah. even, like, give a shit. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, um, it's, you tell the line, because obviously you want to hang and you want to be, um, <laughs> good to people and, and you build great seed. I always say it. I'm like, listen, I've had some of my worst conversations with other comedians and also some of my best experiences with other comedians. Like, yeah. both those statements are, <laughs> it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was just a hang after a show. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, it is a lot of like, uh, prioritization and like taking your ego out of it and being like, yeah, this doesn't matter. at the end of the day, it's the ticket buyers that matter. It's the fans that matter. It's, are you happy Yeah. and are the people around you safe and good? And you know, it's, it's truly yeah. fuck the haters. Like well, every rapper says I, when people get it, like I see when people, when it becomes like, when it looks like it's like high school drama. I'm just yeah. like, especially on Facebook, I'm just like, I see these threads of a hundred comments of people going back and forth. I'm like, dude, like you, you, you got nothing else to do, man. Wow. It's actually, it's actually kind of like cool. Like shit. You don't have anything to do. All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a worse idea than a Facebook group exclusively for comedians. Like shut that shit down. None like, of them are, I... 90% of them aren't comedians. They're just fucking, can you accept me? And they just go. They... <laughs> Hey, I need a. You know, you know too. If you're not, if you're, if you're actually like a established comic, you, you, if you try to get in those groups, you get accepted immediately. If you're dangling for a minute or two, you're, you're, you're probably not. A People comic. are up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. Um, I, I completely agree, and I'll fall on this sword. I hope I get absolutely canceled and excommunicated after this podcast. But I feel exactly. How you do. I, I look at all of that peripheral bullshit in the in the stuff in the Facebook groups and I'm like I like I said, I can't think of a more toxic, bigger waste of time yeah. than 
than sitting on or or it's it, it is true it's being used for acceptance yeah like, there's a lot, a lot of, people, of that i think a lot of people do get into comedy just to feel like they have a group accepted mm-hmm. i agree i always said that i'm always like i think there's people genuinely drawn to the craft and like this is what they want to spend their lives doing and creating and then i do think comedy ugh, shots fired but like i do think comedy sometimes is a lot of people who are like i didn't fit in elsewhere yeah so oh, of course i guess i'm here now and it's like ugh, you yeah. know yeah 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 i don't yeah all right we can go <laughs> next thing you know we're gonna start naming names um <laughs> Right, right. If we get into this too much, we're going to forget this is being recorded. Let's pull up and we're the group. Like, Can you edit that out? Let's pull up the group members of NYC comedy <laughs> and uh, outdoor indoor comedy. Start giving, <laughs> start giving them numbers, looks, and comedy act. No, I'm just <laughs> Let's rate them. How funny we think they are. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so you, you, this is so you're you're you you work so hard. You're you're back and forth through Miami and and New York during the pandemic. I mean, that's that's crazy. You're taking shit from open micers and. <laughs> You, you so you started your own well you, you just filmed your own comedy special i did now tell me about that like did you is it going to be on netflix is it going to be on uh, youtube is it going to be on uh whatever you just like where where, you, where you, what's going on with you just, it might be on my only fans uh, you can't get on pornhub now you gotta be verified did you see that I did see that, and I was like, "God damn it!" There's one less option for me with my career. This is so upsetting. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I did film it. Um, it's a it's an independent labor of love, so we are still pitching to platforms. It's not going to be like a, a Netflix or Comedy Central mm-hmm. um, kind of release. Well, I mean, well, you never you, you never know. know. You never know. You never know. You know, I'm sure I'm sure Comedy Central will see that it's independently successful and then come and try and buy it off of me Abs- for not no. Or yeah, you want to make another one? Like, dude, I just filmed. Right. I just spent six years on this material. Ah, well, you put another one out and then, you know, that's how they fuck you. Exactly. Or can we just have the rights to this and we we swear to God we'll only play it uh, two a.m. on a Thursday and right after? Okay, yeah. Yeah, no one will see um, it. No. no. Um, it's it was great. It was good. I. Uh, I headlined in Miami. Um, I like kind of like you said. I I produced a lot of material that's twenty twenty centric, and during the pandemic, just worked on a lot of stuff, a lot of sketches too. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I got the opportunity to headline at Villain Theater in Miami, and they said we, you know, we will tape it for you if you want to like Whoa. cut up and work on something. Nice. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like, let's burn through some material. Let's definitely get through this COVID stuff and 2020 stuff. So um, yeah. it's going to be – it's half sketch and half stand-up. Right. I, uh, right, right, right. Yep. Yep. So uh, – and it's it's 2020. It's about my upbringing in Miami. It's a very much so hometown, homegrown thing. Um, and it's fun. I think it's – you know, it's coming out good so far. We have half the sketches filled. The two shows went great. Yeah. And then, you know, I think – you know, we'll, we'll roll it out, but it's definitely got a theme to it for sure. So I, I, yeah. I love it. And, um, I love that you just, I mean, this is, I think this is how it is now. It's just like, you just got to make your own stuff and you can't wait for networks to come and then give you a special. It's just, it's all do it, do it. And like, we have the power now with YouTube and, and social media. Like you said about like, Oh, comic central buys it. It's, they show it at, they give you what, what, like $50,000. I don't know. And then yeah. it's like they, they show it at 2 in the morning. No one sees it. You know, if it's on YouTube, <laughs> it, it can get a million views and it could see it. People can see it anytime, anywhere. And you may, maybe that 50000 comes elsewhere, like through ticket sales or uh, donations or 
Whatever, like, yeah, whatever the fuck. You know? Whatever. And I, a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, um, that's the thing. I, I, you know, I think I feel like I, I wasn't, I didn't really start off 2020 thinking that I would like, uh, record or tape something, but then I did work a lot during the pandemic and write a lot. And then I was like, well, yeah, what do you do with this material? Uh, yeah. And then you had this opportunity and absolutely to your point, like I used to work in the music business. Like there's so much power in the independent artist, mm-hmm. like Bands used to wait for years to get signed to like a record label and wait for Columbia, wait for Epic Records, all of this. And I used to see from the other side, like, they're not going to do shit for you, dude. Yeah. I was at the labels and the agencies and ran my own thing. And I was like, you, you have fans, you have a following, you think your shit's good, you believe in it, like, go, go make it. So that's kind of what I'm doing with this. Like, obviously, if the bigger stuff comes down the line, for sure, great. You know, I'm still obviously growing as a comedian but i i think why the fuck not like yeah. make make it make something that takes you to the next thing well that's the whole like, the whole point is like like and i'm just realizing this myself like the my first five years of comedy actually before the pandemic i'm like do set every night write new material blah blah, blah. and it's just like i forgot like the whole point is just, is to like put this out to people at some point right so, <laughs> yeah 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 and at any time you can pack it like that's the thing we live in a time where like there's no like you know everyone's like oh it's obviously an hour like a lot of people have said this about the special i'm like no it's not it's 30 minutes it's 30 minutes you can do whatever you want have to get you can do whatever you want and as long as it's putting your best foot forward you have fans i have fans and giving people things that they enjoy if you have people like if you build it they will come and pay and stream and download then like yeah yeah because I don't know. It's a long journey as an artist. It's never, it's not a one and done thing anymore. So you might as well just, yeah. you know, decide for yourself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also at the point where like, I'm trying to headline and sell tickets and it's like, what do I really, I don't have a body of work. Like I have like, so I'm putting together an album now and that'll be like my first body of work, but awesome. it's like, well, I got a five minute clip on YouTube. I got Instagram, 15 second reels. It's like, like I need a body of work to kind of like, uh, uh, be you know like so people can kind of like hear and I, they can hear it and be like oh I like this guy let me go see him live like I don't really have that right now and I'm like I don't know the yeah. one thing about the pandemic that's been good is like I think it's put more give me more time to think of these kind of businessy uh, promotiony marketing type of things as before it was like it, I had so many spots which was great but I just didn't have any time or uh, a breather you know to just think about all this shit it was just perform 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 at this time, I remember everyone would be like, you got to get on Instagram, you got to get on this. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll think about it. But I got eight spots tonight, so, you know, then I'm tired. I was waking up like 4 yeah. p.m. during the, before the pandemic, do spots all night, man. And then. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's no, I'm with you. Yeah, it's, and it's, that is where I think it's challenging to be a comedian nowadays because it is like you do have to, you, you do have to be funny everywhere possible. Yeah. And nobody wants, you know, people are going to talk shit if you're only funny on the internet, but you're, you can't deliver on stage. But then it's like, oh, am I going to accelerate if I'm only funny on stage, but I've got nothing to show for it on the internet yeah. or social media. So it's exhausting. I w- <laughs> it's like, I, yeah. I really would rather be a comic in like the seventies before the internet when I'm just Me doing too. spots and then you get a Letterman audition, you get on Letterman and then you just, blow. now there's just so much more expected, man. It's, it's a lot more work than it is now. It is. No, I'm with you. And if I were to offer a counterpoint to that, like the upside to that, is that there's so many different ways we can break now. 
you know, like yes. that's, that is the good thing that it's like somebody does find a bit on Instagram or you can just self-produce a sketch comedy special, mm-hmm. put it up on Vimeo. Now all of a sudden you have this following in this currency. So I'm right. with you. It's like, it's either streamlined and clear or you live in our era where it's like, I don't know the next step, but I guess that could be kind of beautiful because I could break in 10 different ways now. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a tweet takes off, a video takes off. Someone sees me at a show. I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you just want to, yeah. no matter what it is, you just got to be prepared. You got to have the goods to back it up. That's the one thing. Very true. I'm, I 100% agree. So yep. I, I don't know if you remember this, but I, we did a show at, uh, we did a Aitan Ita Levine show. Um, and you Love had, him. Yeah, he's, he's the best. He's, he's always, a, he's one of those guys where I'm like, how can you be this positive? Fuck you. Like, yeah, you he's got great. It. He's I, one of my favorite you people. You must go home and cry or something. Like, you can't be always this, this happy. <laughs> You're hiding something. But, uh-huh. no, I was kidding. But, see, I remember what, he grew up in New York, right? So, one time we were walking from, like, some stand-up New York park show back to, like, just across the park, right? And he said hi to literally 67 fucking people. They're just, mm-hmm. just like, oh, I, I, I know that person. Oh, you, what's going on? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how the fuck? Yeah. And then he's talking about, oh, I, I toured with some 41. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he has done the coolest shit. Yeah. He is, he's another one that's always working, always creating. Um, I love it. Always positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he comes just from a good place with everything that he does. He, and he yeah. also, like, knows himself, which is awesome. He's like, he knows his brand. Yeah. He's very confident in, his, in himself. Yep. That's, that's a good point. Yep. Um, but we did the show and we were, uh, you did some set and, uh, you were doing, you were, you were killing. And then you just started talking about like a real thing that happened to you about like a date. And then it just got to the whole, you know, you ever see that with someone's just doing their set. And then next thing you know, you could just tell like, it's just, oh, this isn't a joke. This is just some kind of like, it's just, just venting, you know? Yeah. So you had this, you had this thing, you were talking about some guy that, uh, I guess ghosted you or whatever fucking guys do these days. And then you get off, and I think Drexton goes on, and then all I, I don't know how it came to this, but then it just came to like let's Instagram live this or Instagram story this, saying what's his, the guy you were with has a little dick, <laughs> and you're just screaming into the mic. And the best part is like the crowd was so bad at the show that everyone in the crowd was like, huh, what? And then all the comedians are just like yelling and having the best time ever. And I felt I was sitting there like, oh, my God, like I, I this is hilarious, but this is so like, thank God it's not me. You know, like, thank God yeah. I'm not this guy. <laughs> yes. Go to my yeah, IG notifications. Tagged in story. Oh, fuck. Yeah. How hot do I look in this? And it's just you got a little dick in front of you got a little dick. Yeah. Small hashtag small dick Dan. Yeah. That, that's what live. That's what short-lived small dick dan yeah when you were starting to say and describe this show i was like what show is he talking about and then i'm like oh that's right yeah yeah Yeah. that was um it was it was my technical final last night in new york i had just yeah i wanted to burn it down baby i had just given up my apartment and that is a true story um well so what's the story what's the i i just know i think his ghost he does small dick and he and he fucking wasn't the one you know it ended you know he we actually you know we started dating uh, we met right before covid uh it was the uh, my one and only dating app experience and oh, i will really? say this one and only yeah i don't really i i don't like the apps and i often cancel dates on the apps because i've just wow. been like 
eh, who cares, right? Like, and I don't have time New to date anyway. New Yorkers are pros at dating apps. I'll just say that. what <laughs> New Yorkers yeah, are pro yeah, yeah. at that is the way to date here. So that's actually pretty uh crazy that yeah, that was their only one. But yeah, continue. No, yeah, no, yeah, because it's the only way to really connect with people in New York. I feel sometimes. Yeah, it is, I yeah. see. I hear you. But yeah. um, yeah. So and I will say this: he did treat me. It, it like he he treated me fine. He treated me well. He's a nice guy. Um, but he just pulled his bullshit where he just strung me along for months and we had a pandemic get sandwiched right in the middle of us seeing each other so i'm sure that complicated things too uh yeah um i don't know about that, but he too. he was full of shit a lot and 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 it was a lot of game playing and stuff but something that did occur was that halfway through sex um you know there was there's a little bit of dirty talking there's a little bit of a commentary and he says you like my tiny dick and I passed out. I passed away, I think. I didn't know how to respond. Um, it's like a, it's like a hypnotist. You're, you're getting very sleepy. You get a little, like, you like my tiny dick. Just Right, <laughs> right, right. And it was also, it's hard because when it's true, it's then you're, then you're, you're like in the moment as a, I'm, I'm like do i agree is that the move do i do i just not respond you know and plus it's sex so everyone everyone nobody knows how to navigate in I that know, moment so awkward um but then what came out of it at that night that you saw it it was very raw and very like it had just happened and i just i was i held out talking about it on stage but then once he kind of screwed me over one last time i was like how how do you screw you over uh, he completely lied about not wanting a relationship when I even just tried to have like a direct conversation with him. And then we actually made plans two weeks later to go hook up again or, you know, whatever it is. And he canceled again last minute this yeah. was in, within a month time frame. Yeah. And then the next week there was like a girl all over his social media. Yeah, it was. That's I mean, as soon as you said he canceled two weeks, plan, he had another girl the whole time. Exactly. Yeah, right. So, um, but I just feel like as if once you're approaching 30, like I'm 29, so was he, you know, we're both going to be 30 in a couple months. There was a part of me that was like, this is like childlike bullshit. And yeah. I, I gave him so many opportunities to just be direct, whatever. So I, I was a little salty in that moment for sure. I was like, come on. Um, but the night you saw it, it was raw storytelling. And it's actually since become a solid, <laughs> I've turned it into a bit about improv. And how uh, dirty talk is improv. I've heard those jokes before. They're really fun. They're fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, uh, and so in the moment, all of my UCB training came in. (laughs) And when he said, you like my tiny dick, I said, yes. And uh, (laughs) you, I was like, yes. And you're very self-aware. So yeah. 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 That's how that came about. So you, so you haven't been dating much during the pandemic. You were kind of with this one guy. Kind of. I was with him. Um, in the pandemic, absolutely. Like I said, I don't think it's either of our faults. I think it squandered that. And then yeah. there have been some some here and there or whatever. But, yeah, kind of everything that comes about this year feels, at least in dating, like, like really? A, like weird? Like, 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 or yeah, like, 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 unic- like not serious, maybe? Like, kind of, like, out of nowhere? Yeah, like, out of nowhere and... Does anybody really want anything serious? Because, like, this whole year is so up in the air, and we're all just trying to, like, salvage our careers and our livelihood and stuff. Interesting. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm not too surprised that I'm ending 2020 with, like, no prospects. Right. <laughs> it's kind of – I'm like, well, okay, well, here we so are. So, I've, I've been in a relationship the whole pandemic, and I'm just, like, kind of uh, – Way to brag. No, I'm kidding. No, it's – listen, there's <laughs> – 
we it it's it's it was a roller coaster. It wasn't it wasn't. I will say this: like if I being on this side, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure I can't say pretty sure. I think I have to say I'm definitely sure that <laughs> I would rather be in a relationship during something like this because um, just I don't know, like especially if you have to go back home to your parents and you're single. Like I don't know, I, don't, I just can't imagine. But it's like, yeah, with like you know the social distancing, the mask, the uh, um, the curfews, like like how the fuck, like how is date? It's just like I'm so curious. My whole act was used to be single jokes. Now, <laughs> now those are all are done. So I'm just so I'm so curious, like how people are. Um, okay, I hear some people tell me it's it's great now because everyone just wants to hook up. I think those people only want to get laid. I don't think anyone's those people are serious. And it kind of like you said, like. It feels a little like weird. It doesn't feel serious at all. Like none of these things, right? It doesn't. No. And it's like, I actually was kind of hoping that this quarantine would make, would break hookup culture. That's what I thought <laughs> at some a, point. That's such a huge dream. That's like, <laughs> I know. That's like, I want, I want the world to be free of racism. It's just like, I want, I want one night stands. <laughs> I want guys to take it seriously. I want all men. <laughs> Listen, wow. her- heroes comes in a- heroes come in a lot of different shapes and sizes, I... and we all have to find the thing that we advocate for. So this is mine. I know what you want for Christmas? Uh, yeah, exactly. I want monogamy. Uh... No, um, put it in my stocking if you know what I mean. Oh. No. Oh. Uh, oh, for all the single fellows listening, hi, at Brittany Brave. No. Um, yeah, I I thought it would because I thought the quarantine. I mean, we did all have this like, I mean, it, it was a, a completely terrible year socially politically for the most part and everything but i was like well maybe the upside to this quarantine is like we are kind of all pulled inside and like i hope to god we all use this time i know i did to some extent to like reassess i don't know so i was like maybe people are gonna come out and like better people yeah, yeah i don't know or think long term but it doesn't appear that way but i mean yeah like i i was when i was in new york there you know there's someone I have like interest in and he doesn't really live in New York and but we all kind of met up for like outdoor drinks but then yeah the pandemic does kill the vibe because like it was like well where do you like I'm like yeah I was like okay well 10 o'clock and I guess it's it's done and you're going back to your Airbnb and I don't have an apartment here (laughs) so I'm going home with my best friend and her roommate so I guess like uh well that that sounds like a youth (laughs) situation I'm going to see with my friends a little Uh, bit yeah a little bit yeah to me I would guess that if listen if you were a relationship looking for a relationship or if you were Mm -hmm. just trying to hook up I think that just kind of got enhanced because if you're just trying to hook up and you're during the pandemic you're not you're still not looking to hook up but it's even worse because you're like it's down in the world like you know let me uh maybe you feel like you need someone and then but you really just want to hook up so you hook up and you're like oh this is done like the, who, who who am i kidding but if you're a relationship yeah. person you're like same thing as like it's down in the world like i i need someone or I'm, I, I can't stand being alone so it just you get more clingy maybe you know yeah, that makes sense. You kind of lean more into whatever side you were already on. A yeah, bit, I, that, maybe. that's 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 how I think it would be, you know. Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's like, given the fact that this year is just full of upheaval, like, I you know, I, I feel like your life is a reflection of what you're going to want in your relationships and stuff. Like, you know, it's cheesy, but they say like, if you don't have your shit together, you can't really 
you know, make it work with somebody else. Yeah. And I, if I were to cut myself and everybody slack, like we are living in a time where every two weeks there's a new CDC regulation mm-hmm. or some ridiculous thing is going on or something gets taken from us or there's like another, it's just been one thing after another this year. Yeah. So it's like when the external is that chaotic, everyone's like, whoa, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like and it feels foolish yeah. to ask somebody, what are you looking for? Or like, where is this going now? Cause but they're also, like, I don't know. If you're not like, serious with all this real shit going on, you're not going to really prioritize that person to begin with, you know? So you're like, Oh, yeah. do you want to go on a second date? You're like, I like fucking my restaurant's closing. Like shut the fuck up. Like I, I can't, right. <laughs> <laughs> but if, but listen, if you're like, I can't, I, I, I want to be with someone alone. And then you find one person you go on a date with. You're like, Oh my God. Like, do you want to sleep over? Like, you know, like immediately, like I haven't been held in uh right. in six months. <laughs> right. Exactly. I need human touch, affection and attention. I just really want to have eye contact with somebody, please. Just like, yeah. just touch me. <laughs> right. Just right. It, on my feels neck. it feels illegal in all the right ways. Just touch me. Yeah, I'm in the. I've been with my girl. We, we, we. It's too much, man. It's. It's. This is not normal. So I hope when things go back to normal, we. It's a. It's a cakewalk. That's what everyone. Yeah, keeps saying. I. I think. It, I mean, kudos that you guys are still together because that is true. Like you know, relationships got tested in a way too. Like you're right. It's not normal. It was a roller. You shouldn't have to be together that much. It was a roller coaster, and at one point the roller coaster flew off the fucking track, and uh, was just spinning around in orbit, and uh, it luckily landed back just perfectly back on the track, and. <laughs> but uh, thank God, I know that metaphor well, and I'm I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good. I'm glad you guys saw it saw it to the other side. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, so let's talk about some high school shit. So you're in Miami. You went to the this is a crazy name for high school. Felix Ver this is the most Miami uh name, by the way, for a school, I feel like. Felix Varela Senior High School. <laughs> yeah. Home of the Vipers, baby. It sounds like they <laughs> they make fucking cocaine in this fucking high school. <laughs> El, yeah, they, El Diablo. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Miami, Florida. I mean, come on. Are, is it true? It's the cocaine. Are the girls coming in with uh with bras? Like, are they are they? Uh, and I remember. I'll never forget the first time I went to Florida. I remember just looking around, and see these girls jogging and like just the training bra and like the the Sophie shorts with the the ass cheeks hanging out. I remember distinctly. I'm like, this is like this is just how they're running. Like this is they're out for a jog and they're half naked. This is insanity. It's a very aggressive city, Miami. <laughs> it's very aggressive. Yeah. I mean, the less the lesser the clothes. It, it, you're absolutely right. Like you just you just fit in. Um, cocaine's basically a food group. Wow. Uh, they they don't care. Like even now, like they don't give a fuck about this pandemic. Yeah. Like, I mean, no masks, no anything. You get made fun of. I saw people getting made fun of at a comedy show for wearing their masks, and I was like. What? Like the like, comic was making like, fun of them or, or comics were making fun of other comics for wearing their masks. Oh. And thank God that comic had common sense. And he was like, dude, it's a pandemic, but they don't, they don't give a shit. Like you get cat called in Miami and they're like, take that mask off. Let me see what that mouth do. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. And you're like, what? Get away from me. Like it's, Oh my God. It, no rules down here. It's, it's so far South and it's so hot. And everyone's so beautiful and dehydrated that it's just a circus. Damn. That is the complete opposite yeah. in New York. Like, if someone makes fun of you for wearing a mask, that person's a, immediately a Trumper. If you fucking, 
like if you uh someone cat calls you in general someone just says uh hey how's your day in new york city the wrong way you, you get this they'll throw you on the subway track and run you over it's yeah wow that is so cr- <laughs> take your mask off i want to see what the smile jesus Christ. <laughs> literally literally they were like take that mask off let me see that mouth let me smile at me mommy and i was like oh uh, i'm not God. taking my mask off for you six feet asshole get jesus. out yeah yeah so i think high school was pretty good for you because you were popular president class president and valedictorian what the how the fuck did you manage that i, I all the cocaine <laughs> Did you do blow in high school? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm just kidding. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was, I was a goody. I was a goody, goody, goody two shoes in mm-hmm. high school. I mean, I mean, high school is. I mean, I guess when I started to divert and experiment, if you will, a little bit. But I, uh, yeah, class president all four years. Wow. Um, I, yeah, all it was a legacy, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, and valedictorian as well to all the AP classes. What was the other program? IB, IBS, whatever the fuck the programs were. Anything that was going to get me into a good college. It was just all about like, what had been about achievement my whole life. I was always like a suck up mm-hmm. my whole life. Goody two shoes my whole life. And then high school. Yeah. I just was, I was thriving. Any, anytime there was an accolade to be won, my ass was there demanding it. So, so. You, why were you, why were you, uh, why did you need to do all this? Was it to, so my girlfriend kind of sounds similar. Like she was super popular in high school. And she told me that she just wanted to get, give herself the best chance to get into a good college. That's what she told me. Is, is that the case with you too? I think so. I think college was like the short term goal, but I also think, you know, I'm an only child. I don't know if your girlfriend is. Mm. I'm I'm an not, only but... child. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you relate to this. Like, I did grow up with, like, a lot of attention put on me and, and like, uh, pressure, I think, too. And you know what I mean? And, and just uh, Catholic, too. So a lot of guilt Ooh. around everything. And I think – I just think – and I, you know what? I will say this. Like – I think it was genuine in high school too. Like I think I really liked achieving and I think I really liked setting up my future and I knew it was about getting into college and building a career and all those things. Wow. But I, I will say this. I think I liked every activity that I did. Like I was in the thespian society. I was on the dance team. I, I liked being busy. I liked being good at, at all of these things. Little did I know it was setting up for, you know, mid to late early adult trauma, but <laughs> It made me funny, you know, so here we are. Why, so. why, why do you say it's traumatic or it became traumatic? I think I spent so much of my life with high school being the pinnacle of it, of like following the rules or trying to do it all yeah. or trying to have it all or whatever, adhering to whatever it was. And it, this is the crazy thing is that whatever it is you do in high school doesn't really even matter in college it might not even get you into a good college and especially once you get there what? nobody yeah. gives a shit once you get there it's all out the window everything you did everything you did yeah. and then we work super hard in college to get this degree that we don't use and then the second that we leave nobody gives a fuck like if you're an adult and you're still walking around like well i went to cornell well i went to the university of florida people are like no one cares yeah yeah like it's over the second you're out well, like people- when it'll get you 
people maybe assume, it'll get you a job, but that's it. Well, people assume yeah, if you go, like, I'm in Cornell, I went to your, they just assume you have it all figured out, you know. Then they're just waiting for, oh, what else? Oh, great, great. What job do you have? What well, great? But if you're just like, oh no, I'm still like, like you know, I just went there and I'm still trying to figure it out. Like people go, oh, then you're a fucking the worst failure. Ever. Yeah, you're a failure. Right? Yeah. Right. And that's the thing is that all of these like predetermined stages in life, like it's such short term bottled success and pressure. But like it's so upsetting that it doesn't really carry you over to like like the thing, at least on paper, it doesn't carry you over, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, I think it was a lot of years of like being really good and being the straight A student and trying to do all of it that like maybe subconsciously to make my parents and family happy. Yeah, maybe because like. You know, I was never the hot girl. Maybe if I were hotter in high school, I would have had more fun. I don't really know. Uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden it culminates into like halfway through your mid, halfway through your twenties, being like, "I hate the career I ended up in. I only really want to do comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couple bad life choices. I finally just want to do the things I want to do." And one eighty on my whole life. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. I don't know. I I I see some. Uh, I I see that's. Like, even with my girlfriend, who's kind of similar, like, doing activities, doing this, accomplishment, I'm like, I didn't have any of that in high school. My high school was just all in the moment, like, this weekend, we're going to, you know, I got a test, but this weekend, we're going to go party. Next, you know, then next weekend, like, next weekend uh, is this party. There was no, like, oh, like, when I, I'm going to do this so I can get into college or this will look good on my resume. None of that even like mattered to me. Like I had to be like forced to do, uh, like I had no extracurricular activities. <laughs> like I just, didn't yeah. yeah so you yeah. were just like, you're like, let me try to pass and let me party. And that's it. Pass, pass and party. That's a good, that's, that's, that's the and episode title right now. You pass, pass and party. at the party. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, and I, and yeah. I definitely party when I pass, if you know what I mean. All right, yeah. I, I no. It. And that's All great. Right. I, I partied towards the end of high school. Yeah. I think towards the end of high school, when I realized I could start coasting a little bit, I I realized that I should probably be having more fun mm-hmm. in high school. Um, but I also went to like, so my high school too, like it was, it is Miami, um, which is, it is inherently, like I said, an aggressive party city. I also did not grow up in like a, a rich community by any means in Miami. Like I live in like the suburbs lower middle class of Miami you know so um a lot of my graduate first off my high school was overpacked overpacked like my graduating yeah. class had 2000 kids yeah my my school was like that too yeah, yeah. so i think i think uh, overachieving not to sell myself short but it was a little bit like big fish little pond if that makes any sense cuz it was like nobody else really wanted to like Yes, I did run undefeated for four years as class president, but it's not like kids were clamoring to be in class office. I, I see, I see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. But I did. I was like, my dad was class president for four years. I want to do that. So, yeah, so I could do it. Now, yeah. did these people like not get? Was everyone else on my level like party and pass? Like, were they like, let's do cocaine this weekend? Let's let's get let's just get a C so we can move on to the next grade. Fuck, I have detention this Part- weekend. You know. party and pass and i gotta be honest most of my graduating class are gonna hate me if they listen to this they're not gonna listen to this they probably already hate me but <laughs> uh there's still a little party and pass like oh. from being down here in miami i still kind of run into them and they're like Brother. Oh, 
They're like, Brittany Brave, class president. I was like, that was 10 years ago, asshole. How you, <laughs> it's over. How are you doing comedy? <laughs> yeah. How are you doing comedy? But uh, it's so funny you're a comedian. Oh, that's awesome. You're going to be famous. I heard uh, you're doing comedy? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? Is that true? <laughs> Yeah, are you famous yet? I'm gonna see you on Comedy Central. <laughs> yeah, it's the exactly. best one too. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's, awesome. that's awesome. I just, yeah. I knew who you were gonna do great things. <laughs> who would have thought that you and I, which is so funny, that we're comedians and we're probably constantly reinforcing this life choice to our family, but like we're the hero in our high school class for being comedians, the heroes. Like, yeah. it's yeah, it's, they're it's, like it's so cool. What they see is. They they envy that uh, we're doing kind of what we want. Like you said, like I, I'm gonna do what I want. I'm, I'm sick of this shit, you know. And the, a lot of these people are kind of like working uh, jobs they just don't want to do, you know. Or they're 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 being bossed around, and they see us, and they they don't know like it's hard, and the money's not great, and it's very stressful. If anyone were to do this, like if you could just make someone feel what it's like to do this for like a day, they'd be like, oh fuck that, I'm just gonna go pump gas. <laughs> You know, I'm totally so fine doing this shit. It, it's just like, yeah. it's just like it gets to a point like right now, right now where you're like getting kind of a following, having like some TV credits. It's like, bro, it's like it, it, it's not overnight. It's like for me, it's like six years in. I'm like, wh- what am I supposed to just give up? Like, so like I put all this effort and I'm just going to like go pump gas. That's not how it works, man. It's not how it works. Yeah, yeah but that's they, so but, true. But yeah. they see they don't see any of the work they or or the hardship. They just see that you're on stage killing and and, and people want to fuck you after. You know, that's all they're seeing. That's all they're seeing. Yeah. yeah, and truly, it's at least as a female comedian, the people who come up to me trying to fuck me after my shows, <laughs> I wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole. But listen. Yeah, it's not. I, I, it's not. It's not. I wish singing. It's not. Someone hot rapping. would come up to me after a show. Comedy <laughs> comedy groupies are not. They're not a, uh, they're not like like I said, not Bieber type of type of, not beautiful people. No, no. Yeah. Like I'm sure Drake just has his pick of the litter, just oh, yeah. beautiful women with tight vaginal canals just Drake. coming up to him, wanting to spend the night with him, but not quite with me. No. Yeah. So so you were yeah. um, so yeah. So you I guess would you call yourself an overachiever? Is that? Yeah. 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 Did you no, do any of the drugs and stuff and partying? fun I did like I said it was a junior senior year I I had a couple nights where I got too drunk and and stumbled home <laughs> that's and, that's how I know you, you know. were not a big partier there was a couple nights I got too drunk and stumbled home and uh... <laughs> I was such a bad girl I had jello shots like how who does that you know <laughs> my friend um, drove me home and they my they snuck me in the bed so my parents couldn't find out like this is the most modest yeah i'm like i'm like listen i gave a hand job over the pants but it's okay like Uh i was scared you know um that belt was was a lot a lot of work to get undone right right yeah no i did i had i had my fun but i was always i was always super cautious about it like wow 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 
it was always like all my friends went to ultra music festival on south beach like big electronic music festival and did all a bunch of expensive hardcore drugs and i was like oh yeah not me like i remember telling my mom and she was like you are not going to that and oh that's great you know what yeah i didn't fight her on that because i was like she's right she's like Brittany, that's not your scene oh actually i remember she goes Brittany, that's not your scene you shouldn't go to that and then i remembered i went to the festival with my friends i was trying to be cool and the second i got there all of their psychedelics kicked in like one of them was trying to eat a tree yeah. the other one was like running around and screaming and i i literally called my mom from ultra music festival on south beach and i was like come pick me up this is awful she's like i told you and pick i was like up. get me out of here yeah pick me up pick I'm me up so from scared. ultra <laughs> oh that's the that's mega nerd i i remember those days when you're calling your parents to come pick you up when you're when you go out mom can you come yeah. pick me up now it, it, it Oh, I felt so. Sometimes you, you call them and they're like, huh? And you're like, oh, sorry. Is this not a good? Oh, yeah, no, I'll come. I'll come. And you're just waiting yeah. outside the party for like 45. <laughs> come pick I, you up. <laughs> li- literally. And your like little buzz wore off. Like you had like oh, just, two hunch punches. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start to feel kind of weird and you're tired. And they're like, I'll be there in 30 minutes. And you're like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. Like. I, I, I would always, uh, sometimes I would ask, uh, my mom would pick me up. I'd be like, want to go to White Castle on the way home? <laughs> so Jersey. Drunk, drunk so munchies. Jersey. Oh, so Jersey, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that. You're calling your parents. It, it, the party was never good if you're calling your parents. You're just calling them because you want to leave. Because you want to leave. That's so true. Yeah, because if it was really good, you'd probably get a ride home The, be- the best is you call it, too. You're like, you're like. Your mom picks hi, and you're like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just trying to. Like, Do you want me to come pick you up now? You're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to make small yeah, talk. I'm done. Just trying to make small talk. Sorry. Yeah. No, oh, I um, that's, that's that was me. Yeah, I did. Um, my I remember I was one of my best friends, and we're still best friends to this day. She's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was the person, and she was really good at like getting good grades and staying in line, and she was a great student and everything. But she used to throw house parties. I remember every time her mom and dad went out of town, which was at least like monthly or bi-monthly. And she would just throw these like fucking yeah. ragers. Um, I had that friend too. And it was, I, yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. No, I had that friend yeah. too. Just, I think everyone has that one person in high, whatever, every high school or every graduating class, the one, yeah. Parents always gone and they just throw the fuck down and their parents don't even give a shit. Like they, their parents know, have to know, you know, it's like, they totally knew and like they totally knew and i think like her her mom turned a blind eye her dad kind of addressed it but i mean those were some of like my best my best nights but it was so funny because she would incite the party and then me and like three other of our like girls in our crew were like her party committee so like like i remember one night um her party started to get a following and everybody knew like alexis's parents were out of town so we're 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 going in yeah and all of a sudden some kid like kicks through the door and it's like him and three of his boys with this like massive audio equipment. And we're like, Hey, who are you? Like the, the party doesn't started yet. Or like, what's going on? Yeah. And he's like, we're the DJ. And we all were like, DJ. And she was like, I didn't get a DJ. And all of a sudden there's like these six guys in community college coming in, setting up <laughs> massive. And so we, that, I think that's where I became a woman, probably at one of those parties. That's where I did my growing up, if you will. Oh, you yeah. just put your foot down. You're like, you got to leave. I'm calling the cops. You just went full Karen on them. I went full Karen. My mom's name is Karen, too, so it runs in the family. Oh, yeah. 
my girlfriend's middle name is Karen. Oh, really? Yeah, she. I have a joke where she's like a huge feminist, but her middle name's Karen. It's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucked up. And then my mom is 66, and this year has been just Karen Central, and she cannot figure out why everyone hates her. <laughs> like, like she's not – she's a wonderful woman, and she's by no means racist or anything, but she's like – she goes, why does everyone hate Karens all of a sudden? And I'm just trying to explain yeah. why Karen is trending on Twitter, and it's a disaster. It's so – she's like, what? It's hilarious. Yeah. Biden's wife's name's Karen. It's just like, could you, could you make this up like <laughs> – yeah right yeah like it's it's crazy 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 let me ask you this so you Mm -hmm. seem like you know you're class president valedictorian super popular now was there did you have like a male counterpart like who was there a guy in your school that was also just like i don't know like just just the best at everything (laughs) i you know what there was Ah, actually there's always one there was, and he was two years older than me. Oh. And you're going to get a kick out of this because he's a stand-up comedian now. Get the fuck out of here. From Miami. I swear to God, from Miami, Robbie Vows. He's great. Oh, Robbie he, Vows. Do you know Robbie Vows? Nope. I, I just it was just <laughs> – his name Okay, sounds, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Him. Yeah. It sounds like he could be famous. Yeah. Um, He was two years older than me, and he was, like, kind of the equivalent. Like, he – he, I think, was Homecoming King. He was also in the Thespian Society, an actor. Um, he did a bunch of shit. Really popular. Everyone loved him. And he and I always bonded. I think we had, like, a fling in high school or crushes on each other or something. Something, you know, yeah. you know, like I said, flirting or whatever that means. But it's really funny because now both of us have become stand-up comedians. And he's based out in L.A. And I'm, and I'm in New York, and now we're both in Miami during quarantine doing shows together. But That's great. Um, That's great. We are like a marketing bill now, like for our high school friends. Like when we do shows together or we'll co-headline each other's shows and shit, like we're like I'll invite people and be like, Robbie's on the lineup. And he's like, Brittany Brave's on the lineup. And they're like, oh, shit. So like we should, we should perform at our high school. And, and is Robbie doing well? Like is he, is he on, like on Conan and stuff in L.A. or – no, but he's done. He's done some cool stuff and opened for some, nice. you know, some cool people out in LA. He's got a great following. And he's a great comic, great performer. Great. Yeah. Oh, that's so. That's so funny. There's got to be something to be said about that. That you both yeah. turn out to be comedians, and you both are like the top of your class. It's like, like comedians. It's it's like we're actually like, I feel like a lot of us are just too smart for our own good. We're like we get so bored with just like. Like you could, you guys could have easily been like whatever, some great job that pays a hundred thousand dollars a year and like have a big house. But you just like that's so boring. I can't fucking do that shit. And you just end up being comics. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah, I agree. I totally agree because I think that there's always that popular notion of like, well, if you're a comic, clearly like you were depressed or there was some big trauma in your life growing up. Yeah, and that's true we've seen that and i think great comedy comes from pain too but like there's the other side that's exactly what you just said that i feel like all of us were like so smart growing up did all the right things could could have i could have stayed a publicist i don't even say i think robbie studied something else in college too like all you know but then i think that's like the rubber band snapping that's how it is in my head like we're like oh no we don't want this (laughs) we want to do what we want. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to be kind of – I guess there is – I think once you are the best at everything, it's like it gets boring, you know, and then it's just expected of you. And mm-hmm. you want to be creative and, and, and kind of, you know, be challenges. A comedy so – every day is a fucking challenge. Maybe that, that's like the best part of it. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it was like, I, I, yeah, I just, I just got sick of following the rules. Yeah. I think. Fuck it. Start breaking, yeah. start breaking things. Did you ever get the tension or anything like that? I, no, we didn't really have detention. <laughs> Miami. Really? Lulz. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. People got suspended and stuff. I, um, I just used to, it was an abuse of power when I was class president. Like, I remembered I stole a box of hall passes from our activities director. And then I was just, like, doling <laughs> them out to my friends whenever they wanted to get out of class. Like, that's how I got elected every year. Wow. I was a good politician, okay? It's all about the dirty shit you do behind the scenes. That was one of them, okay? Yeah. I couldn't imagine you. Deten- I remember, like, our class valedictorian president, whatever. It's like, we had this dumb rule in our high school. Like, if you were tardy, like, I don't know, three times, like, you would have to go to a – you would have mandatory detention. And I guess this guy wow. overslept because he was fucking, you know, studying or creating – apple or whatever at night and he got detention and i remember like i i was in detention all the time so i remember seeing it like it would also it was all like a thing like what the fuck is a co- what's his name cosmo his name was like cosman or something what a name yeah i know cosmo <laughs> cosman cosman hanganu something like that and he's just like what the fuck's he doing in detention what the fuck we're throwing paper at him like what the fuck did you do did you fucking- trying to use him as a weird example for something like that's so funny <laughs> And he, uh, I remember him, the ten- he's just like, he's got his back straight. He's just, he's just like getting all his homework done and like what you should be doing in detention. I'm in detention, like fucking tr- trying to pass notes. It was only 45 minutes detention. I couldn't believe like, I feel like those, 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 those seem like episodes of like, like seasons of Game of Thrones, each detention where there's just like an arc. I don't know, but. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so funny. That's so that's so true because then I also feel like as if like all the things that were punishments growing up are things that now as adults we would love to have. Like remember being like in pre-K and kindergarten and there was nap time and you would put up such a stink and now we're all like god, I would love like Oh yeah. designated time to sleep on the clock. That, like that that's should be amazing. Now. You should have nap time now. I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to take like a nap de- after detention. this podcast. <laughs> so, me too. Right. Yeah, me too. Like, fucking, like, detention sounds fucking great. Like, 45 minutes of silence where I could just do, like, all the minute menial shit that I haven't yeah. had time to do yet. Like, that sounds great. For, like, I'm, I'm yeah. So, I was such a uh, desperate person in high school. I feel like when I was in detention, it was almost like I had to live up to some, like, I'm a bad a bad boy thing. So if I was see, you know, a lot of the detention people knew each other because we were always getting in trouble and shit. So I would see him. I would try to fuck with him. Just passing notes. Like I couldn't be still for forty five minutes. That I just I had to be a, be a, be trouble, you know. But it was fun. Like we, yeah. The detention teacher is never like the best teacher. It's always like the 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 teacher that's that in the ring. I get a landline. Sorry, there, huh? my 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 parent. <laughs> might you hear it? Yeah. Signs you're living at home in a pandemic. My parents' landline just went off. That's a that's a wall phone, right? It's got like it's a wall phone. Yeah. It is. I could see that. It's I'm in my childhood bedroom that I, I lost my virginity in. I can I'm literally hanging up the phone because it's listen, uh, it's all telemarketers. It's fine. My mom's gonna be like, Don't do that. And that's fine. It's okay. Where did I It lose? never rings, by the way. The landline never rings, and it rings every time I'm on a Zoom show or podcast, as if to of remind course. me that I moved home from my career. Of right, course. exactly. So you lost your virginity right. in, in your childhood bed. Yeah. That's pretty nice. I, 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 I think it's I have special. no idea where. I did not lose it in my bed. I have no access to that bed. That bed could be anywhere. It's burned. It's I hope, <laughs> probably pers- The person probably burned it after we had sex. <laughs> 
Probably. Actually, I didn't lose it in here. I should not say. I, it was oh. one of the first times, though. I think I actually lost it, lost it, if I remember correctly, in a car by the public park. By my oh, house. that's, that's from... very, very, very romantic, as you can, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's all romance here in Miami. The men here are gents. Oh, my God. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so um, I, I wanted to ask you one more thing uh, about bullying. Now, what, what was the... Did you get bullied? I did. Oh, yeah. For being short, I yeah. Guess. You, I don't know if the audience can tell, but you're like what four nine? Uh, four ten. Four t- excuse me, <laughs> and I think close to maybe four eleven. Ex- excuse me. Uh, sorry, okay. you must have been wearing uh, flip flops last time. <laughs> Listen, I'm like Dan. Okay, I'm like small dick Dan. I could use every inch that I can get. You guys are per- okay? perfect for each other. Oh, that's funny. Wait, you're you're four nine. He's four inches. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, at best he's four inches. Um, no. Oh, poor guy. Just kidding, just kidding. It's all love. It's all love. Um, ha- ha- what's the hashtag? Hashtag small dick dance. Have you, have you put that into <laughs> explore and see how many posts are? I should. I great. should see. Small dick dance. How that? How Maybe, that took off? I'll look at it right now. <laughs> Let's see. Oh my gosh, I wonder. If there's at least a hundred, that's hilarious. Uh, small. That means I'm onto something. I gotta. I gotta do it. Uh, oh, we got nothing. We got Small Dick Dance. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to Small Dick Dance. Small Dick that's, Danny. That could be him. That's that's horrifying. But we'll we'll start it after this podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I was popular, but I was picked on for sure. I had a lot of boys pick on. Boys are ruthless growing up to girls. Like, ruthless. They think being being mean is like, especially in the 90s or whatever, being mean is supposed to be like, 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 what's that? Not LARPing. What's the word? Um, negging. Negging was a huge negging. thing. Negging. Yeah, it, which is yeah. not a thing now, yeah. No, it's not. And it's, it does, like, teach girls that, like, poor treatment must mean... That's, like, what He's Just Not That Into You is all about. Like, that book and that movie. Great rom-com, not gonna lie. But, like, mm-hmm. it's all based and predicated on, like, the whole being mean must mean that you're liked. Or, like, being mean is, like, a sign of affection. When it's, like, that's the stupidest thing Teasing. Ever. It's teasing, not being mean. Teasing. You know? Yeah. Teasing is... Yeah. Or, or hitting, like, you know, je- play- teasing, like, playfully. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, like, looked at as, like, flirting. Mm-hmm. It's which is weird. It's like it's opposite day. Like when you like somebody, shouldn't you be nice to them and like douse them in compliments and make them feel that whatever. Right. But um, yeah, I was I was popular, but I was definitely bullied. I mean, it's like so stupid, but it's like the whole I'm sure how you feel it in comedy. Like, you know, when you're successful and things are going well, there's always the people who you feel resistance from. So, sure. you know, I, I had my own little issues with that in in high school and stuff like that and um and in boy boys are just ruthless growing up what, like i remember just having a lot of negative memories what were they with boys sometimes what do they say about you the you know what the funniest thing is that i got picked on growing up about not even my height my height for sure and then something turned around where i started to really embrace my height like mm-hmm. i think it was like maybe college where i was like it's kind of awesome being this short like guys i'm into love it i like it i like it on stage because it helps me stand out yeah yeah um but growing up it was like so funny because like we were nowhere near like puberty but like 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 my boob size or my body 
which was so funny because it was like nobody was voluptuous. Yeah. Like, of course, you had those like one or two girls in your class that maybe were like early bloomers and something and like good for them. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're pregnant with seven kids now and ruin their lives. Yeah. And yeah. have no personality. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's an odd it's trend. No, it's that's that's kind of that's the stereotype, but it's kind of, you know stereotypes sometimes it's kind of true like if you grow up hot you kind of get lazy with every other area of your life you know well they get more attention um, so you know i don't know but yeah keep going yeah yeah. no 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 they think they're doing something right because they're getting like attention and all this like false approval and Mm -hmm. stuff um but yeah i do remember having like my body picked on by boys and that being like an issue or like is it like being in school and you know when you are the overachiever a lot of people don't like the overachiever yeah yeah i get it it's annoying like it's annoying to see the person that's doing things right and like oh why are they so popular or why are they so whatever why, why is she so great what is she so great about her fuck her what's so great about her oh yeah. god do something wrong for once oh, you know so her. yeah yeah right you know and it was never thank god it was never extreme but you know those years are formative because it's like the shit you say to each other in high school that's the shit that comes back to all of us in our early adolescence and we're yeah. like oh fuck like, well, <laughs> like wait a minute it shapes it shapes who you are when you get, become an adult. Like, you don't know how many things I talk about in therapy. And then, you know, my therapist is always like, well, you know, I remember as a kid when you told me that story, I'm like, that's why it's just like, oh, fuck. You know, it's like it's it's yeah. you just learn how to like you just you kind of learn how to adapt to people calling you. And then how, those feelings about how you feel about yourself, like they resonate, you know, and it takes a lot to um undo them, undo them. But I will say this, like about it, it it's it's all about confidence. You know, it's like. You, 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 when people are picking on you about for being short or whatever, and, and you just let it hurt you, like they love it, like because they know it's bothering you. But if you just walk around, like, you know, big dick Dan about being short, and you're just like confident and, and you're like, yeah, I'm fucking short, fuck you, they go, oh, god damn it, you know, and then so it doesn't become the size doesn't become a thing anymore. It's when you let it bother you, you know, yeah. That's so true. Yeah, because then it's, you know, that's really all they're really seeking is like a reaction to validate themselves. Looking and, for a weakness. Yeah. You know, a weakness. Yeah, because for you're, sure. You're... I think that leads you to comedy too, you know, because it's like if you can make fun of yourself and be a little self deprecating or be honest with yourself, like that's where like the power is in, in becoming yeah. a comedian. I'll, I remember, I this is like uh, something I, I kind of realized. Like, like a lot of guys are like, like if they say how they feel or if they confess their feelings to a girl, like it's it's they're like, oh, oh you're you're such a pussy. You're saying I, lo- I like her a lot. I want to spend time. It's just like actually like saying those things mean you're like brave because it's it's so hard to open up and, and admit to someone that I'm into you. And like I, you kind of have some a little bit of uh, influence on me. And I like really li- like that is hard to say. But if you just bottle that up and go, fuck, dad, I ain't a, I'm not I'm no I'm no bitch. You're you're the pussy, to be honest. You're the pussy. Yeah, because yes. you're not comfortable I'm, with yourself. Uh, I'm still <laughs> dealing with that now. I'm 29, and I'm still dealing with that with guys that I deal with too. That it's like you can tell. And the thing is, too, I think girls are more perceptive than men in this way. Yeah. And maybe not necessarily you, because that's already very it, that's gr- profound and great that you realize and admit that and see that because a lot of guys do not. Yeah. But like, I, I've now been conditioned to be like, like I can see when guys push away or get nasty or like defense mechanisms go up. I'm like, don't you realize you're making it even more obvious that like you are feeling something. And instead of just owning it, you're letting it like consume you. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you're, like, embarrassed by it. Like, where it's, like, isn't, like, the move here to just, like, feel it and it, let it be okay? That's that's yeah. why, like, before you were you were talking about uh, Small Dick uh, Dan, SMD. Yeah. Suck my dick. Um, but, Suck my dick. <laughs> but you're, like, you had you tried to have an honest conversation with him, and he lied to you. It's just, like, because he, he's lying. He's saying all this shit. I want to be in a relationship. It's just, it's all bullshit. But he's just, like can't be real with himself he can't be like listen I, I you're 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 cool to hang out i don't really see it that way i want to fuck other chick like you know honestly if you told you right. that you probably you probably but you either would have been like well fuck this or you probably were like oh all right then whenever i do just want to get get it in i'll just call him we don't have to talk in between and fucking fuller right exactly been better honestly, off honestly direct direct communication is is so not scary like living in the unknown and living in dishonesty is what is scary but it's like that's the thing you oh man that's a whole other podcast episode i truly is like is the you can't force people to be honest with themselves like they have to come to that on their own and see it and accept it and then figure out how they feel about it yeah, but some you know some people it, it might not take it. It just takes different times for them. No reason I I I realize this because actually I go to therapy, so I like I kind of uh, you know I've been told this um, all this shit. Like obviously when I say it, you're like yeah, you know. But it's like some people they never have to be exposed to this kind of thinking. You know, they can just hide, hide, right. hide. Right. Oh. They're not forced. Yeah, they don't have. They're not presented with the opportunity to fix it or yeah. anything. Yeah. We're, we're better yep. than them. That's the end of it. <laughs> Well, obviously, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, where do we begin with we're we're another we're in another class, James. OK, you are. You're you're <laughs> fucking I, I still can't be popular class president valedictorian comedy special. I, I, I got nothing. I got a I got a <laughs> I, I'm wearing a jacket. So I'm wearing a jacket in my my own house because I'm they got the heat's not working. <laughs> Listen, and you've got a beautiful winter background. You're in a happy relationship. You have you have a lot of things I want. Trust me. Yeah, I would trade it all. I would trade it all for a happy relationship. Like no, you know what, what she said the other day. She's like, those are all great things. Like everything's like it's so easy to be negative. You know, like fucking uh, fuck this, fuck that, fuck other. Everything's a blessing. This sounds. This got really cheesy. This podcast. Everything's yeah, a blessing. Hey. That phone on the wall, wall phone's a blessing. You have. You have a landline. <laughs> Appreciate it, goddammit. <laughs> There's so many people in third world countries that would love to have a landline. You should be grateful. I can't even. Okay. When people bring that yeah. up, I'm like, dude, you're, we're talking. Listen, I know, but it's apples and oranges, baby. Like, come on. Ex- exactly. No, exactly. Um, But yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're okay. Right. So uh, let's wrap this up. If you could go back to high school and change anything, would you change anything? Like, in uh, what, what, what would they or that be? I'd probably have more fun. Yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. I'd have more fun. I wouldn't be so uh, wound up all the time. I would have. Uh, <laughs> wound yeah. up is such a funny, funny way to describe a, a woman. Isn't <laughs> she's, it? She's so wound, wound up. up. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> she's no fun. <laughs> she's no fun. I was such an uptight Sally in high school. Like, I was a Debbie Downer. And, you know, Can't even I would have better. Her. I would have been like, Right, right. <laughs> like I just, I would have, I probably would have stood up for myself with the bullying a little bit more, or I would have, I just would have had more fun. And I, I would, you know, that's it's such a freeing, young, stupid, stupid time. Yeah. That like, God, don't, oh God, you're gonna change about a billion times. 
and at least even just entering college your first year, like just fuck around, yeah. have fun. Because I, I do feel like that the fun I didn't have in high school, I ended up having in my 20s, not in always like, you know, the safest, most responsible way. Because you, you don't get to get that out of your system in high school and college. It's going to come out at some time. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So I think I think no matter yeah. – if you're a smart person who's willing to work on themselves and change, whatever you do at whatever part of your life, you should probably – you'll probably get bored of it or want to – like you're like, you know, working hard, overworking, and then now you're like, oh, let me fuck around, break the rules of it. Me, I'm like, I broke every rule. I, I don't give a shit about anything. I'm jumping off buildings. Now I'm just like – I, I am the most boring fucking person now. Like, I, I want to go to get my eight hours. I want to be ready to go. Like, I'm now yeah. I'm overachieving, you know? So I think I think it's just, um, it, I think it's a problem when you kind of uh, just stay the same forever, you know? When, Modality yeah. forever. I agree. You, you got to get bored. I mean, yeah. you got to. So I, I don't, like, yeah, there's no wrong way. Like, everyone's like, oh, I wish I could have. I wish I did. Like, nah, it's just like, as long as you learn from it, you know? I completely agree. Time and place for all of that. Yeah. So you just got what? Well, well, what are some of the things you had more fun? Like you go out drinking more. Probably. Do co- yeah. Do some I cocaine. I just have been a more normal high school kid. Right. Right. You know, not not always been like having to be at school for late hours because of rehearsals and meetings and student council things Gosh. and like whatever. Like I just would have been normal and like skipped class or not given a fuck or like yeah. if I failed a test, who the fuck fucking cares? Probably given more hand jobs at pep rallies. Like I don't even know. Like. Whatever the kids were doing, it always felt like I was, like, on the outside looking in at all the fun my classmates were having. And I probably was, you know? So I, I think I would, I think I also would have been more normal and it would have made my parents accept any kind of failures and mistakes I had in my 20s and now, now 30s because I see, I see. they would have had a normal kid. Yeah, you set the bar who, too who high. fucked up? You set the bar too yeah, high. Yeah, who fucked up every now and again, and it's okay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what yeah. I am now. Maybe uh, <laughs> the bar is so low, they're just like, a comedian? <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, oh, great. Great. If you have a good gig, they're like, here's some White Castle. Congrats. Yeah, I love White I, I My girlfriend hates it so much. But it's we, so good. We do our cheat day oh. bullshit, like, every once in a while, and I'm like, I've been trying. I've been like, how about White Castle? Because she just gives me that look. Like, okay. are you kidding me? Yeah, like she's like, you're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. One time I we I got White Castle and she just got her own thing and I was just like, it just. And you're it like, just I felt guess sad. we're in two different lanes today. Yeah, she got like tired. <laughs> Listen, White Castle is trash, and I'm sure it's going to contribute to shaving years off my life, but. No, it's. I can never. I can never say no when. What's the? What are those big boxes called? The Crave Case. Yeah, oh, uh, crave case. Someone whips out a crave case. I get one whiff, and I'm like, I'll take six. It, the, That's it. The like, smell, like, if I ever go into a place and it's like a burger place and it smells like White Castle, like I went to Five Guys the other day. I walked in. I thought I had COVID. I didn't smell anything. I'm like, what? Is that? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> White Castle has that just like smell that the, the onions and the spice. It's just great. It just, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Listen, you're either on board or you're a loser. You either like White Castle or you can't hang with us. You either like it. White Castle or you have abs. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thirty burgers or three percent body fat. Choose one. You choose one. Can't have both. Anyway, so um, where can people find you? And what uh, what do you got coming up? You got a lot, so we probably give a should give twenty minutes for this section. Right, right. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm at Brittany Brave on all socials, Twitter, Instagram, all of that good stuff. And then, yeah, the special in spring of 2021 at some point. It's gonna be it's called Muchacha. Oh, nice. Um, 
yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're putting it all together now. And then I'm in a web series called The Disastrous Dating Life of Diane Damone. And we'll be premiering that episode in January of 2021. Very funny, very surreal, silly dating show. And uh, yeah, you know, performing, you know, once that's not so illegal mm-hmm. anymore, continuing to perform everywhere I can. So, yeah, I think Miami's you could, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in Miami, right? There is now. I mean, it's not it doesn't have the scene New York has, but it also doesn't have the regulations New York has. Yeah. So, you know, it's a catch 22. So great. So, guys, go follow Brittany. Go see a uh, go catch a special when it comes out. And let's start the hashtag small dick Dan. Let's do it. Small dick Dan, please. I need this to trend for my wellness. Please. <laughs> Au revoir, everyone. That was Brittany Brave, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Go follow her at uh Brittany Brave, and look out for a new comedy special. It's going to be good stuff. I got some upcoming shows. 2021, we're starting off with a bang. A um, lot of road dates. I'm super excited about it. Um, let's start off with the virtual show, though, on Thursday, January 7th. Um, I'm going to be doing a tiny covered virtual show. Always fun. January 10th, I'm in Hatboro, Pennsylvania for the comedy review. And then I'm flying to Austin, Texas for four days. Um, Monday, January 11th, I'm going to be at Whiskey Tango Foxtrot in Austin. January 12th, I'll be doing the Cherrywood Showcase, uh, which I believe is at Baker Street Pub. And then um, January 14th, Thursday, Smoking Barrels, I'll be headlining in Georgetown, Texas, Smoking Barrels uh, Bar. And then I'm going to be back home doing Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club, January 19th. That's in Point Pleasant, Jersey Shore. And... Then I'm doing a, my own virtual show with Assemble Company, January 27th, Wednesday. And then January 30th, headlining Milton Theater, Milton Theater in Milton, Delaware. Shafi Hossein will be opening for me. That's going to be fun. And then February, I'm in Florida, San, uh, Tampa Side Splitters, and Porky's Comedy Club in Orlando. Go check out the exact dates. January, uh, I'm sorry. Go check out the exact dates, jamescomacho.com slash shows jamescomacho.com slash shows, and I'll see you soon. Have a good one. (laughs) 